Hello and welcome gamers to Weekend Rental, the podcast where we talk about gaming, geek culture, and anything else that comes to mind. This is episode 20. We are almost legally old enough to drink as a podcast. Exciting times. Um, If you aren't aware, we've been giving away some stuff on Twitter. uh, Thanks to Ultima Gaming, we are going to have some Final Fantasy related stuff coming up. So check that out. Keep an eye on our Twitter feed. I am Ryan. As always, I'm joined by Andy. Hey, I can see you. It's weird, right? Wow. And Justin. Hey, everyone. Hello. <laughs> so uh, we are filming this live at uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic in our hotel room. That has just ended. Uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic, MGC, for those of you who aren't familiar, is a gaming convention in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Uh, we come every year and we love it. Um, so yeah, we're going to try and record this live too, so we'll see how it goes. It's weird being in the same room doing a podcast. <laughs> it is, yeah. Actually, knowing when you're going to talk. (laughs) (laughs) So the Midwest Gaming Classic has just wrapped up. Um, It was another wonderful year. What we're going to do, we normally, if you are unfamiliar with the podcast, we always open with a segment we call Buy, Rent, Burn. Basically, in that segment, we pick three video games. We all play them. And then individually, we decide if we would buy, rent, or burn those games. But being this is a special episode, one we're going to try to do every year, uh, because we're always going to be here. We love this show. Uh, we are going to replace Byron Burn with uh, the Midwest Gaming Classic Arcade Roundup. Um, and we're just going to talk about some of the favorite arcade games that we saw instead. Um, so let's get into it. What did you guys see that, as far as arcade cabinets, blew you guys away this year? Something new, you know, new experiences? I guess the <clears throat> biggest thing for me was um, just the increase in. I guess homebrew arcades. Yeah, that they had. Um, in specific, there was Death Ball, which is kind of a a mix up between Rocket League, IDARB, and I think he said uh, Killer Queen. Mm-hmm. Um, just kind of a combination of all those, um, and it's just a lot of fun. Um, I spent quite a bit of time there playing that one. Yeah. Um, until there was lines behind me, then I had to move. <laughs> <laughs> that was an addicting game, though. It's like one of those games like Rocket League or IDAR, where it's deceptively simple, but there's a lot of strategy in there. Yep. It was really fun. And then they, there was a couple other ones, too. Um, can't remember what the one was, but it's like click and change or uh, click and switch or something. Um, basically, oh, yeah. you got, you're controlling like a airship that shoots. Um, stuff falling at it, and every time you push the button to shoot, it changes your direction. Kind of a cool concept. Yeah, um, a little bit tricky going off screen on the other side, <laughs> not expecting to. But sure, kind yeah. of. Well, sorry, tying in with that, I would say like one of the things that I thought was the coolest was um, somebody was producing a cocktail arcade cabinet that was like Atari's Pong. But they used officially mag- licensed even. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it had the logo and it was like magnets and rotors. So like you had these like foam blocks on the table, kind of giving you the visual for Pong in 3D, and it played almost identical. I mean, it was slightly different. You could tell it was a little floaty compared to like television Pong, but I I mean the ball graphics itself yeah. felt exactly like the movement of Pong does. Yes the huge paddle it's about this big that you have to like spin like this back and forth that's tough getting used to compared to like a Atari Pong where you just 
turning like this. Mm -hmm. So that was that was tough for me at least to get used to. But you're overall, just saying that because I crushed. Well, you. yes, but <laughs> two games decimated Andy. <laughs> While he was sitting unknown to you next to Billy Mitchell, yep. the great Billy Mitchell. Yeah. But yeah, I thought that that was amazing like had it been more affordable i'd be like yes i need one of these in my home but yeah. i think it was like twenty nine hundred dollars so for that i'll just buy a 20 cent copy of punk for my atari 2600 and call it mm. good i have to imagine the the amount of moving parts and something like that oh yeah for failure would be astronomical as well so like Ooh, yeah when something like that breaks who do you call you know like, ghostbusters yeah <laughs> <laughs> pinball guy's not going to help you out with something like that for sure <laughs> Uh, for me, it was a lot of games that just old arcade games that I just was never aware of, I guess. Yeah. Um, we played a game called Space Duel, I believe it was called. It, it's a really simple game. It's asteroids, but two players and you are connected to each other. So you have the same thrusting and same, you know, moving around, but... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I was thinking the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> We're a professional podcast yeah. here, people. <laughs> professional podcast. We can talk about thrusting <laughs> without laughing like children. We can do this. <laughs> Just give us a second. So, he's over there thrusting around. <laughs> I lied. We can't do it. <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was gonna be good. <laughs> no, it'll take your face. <laughs> Maybe for this segment, we just play, replace thrusting with moving. Moving. Yeah. yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, he's moving around uh -huh. at a higher speed than normal. <laughs> yes, that's accurate. And since I'm tethered. You smash into another rock. Yeah. I was basically fucking Andy. He was like trying to take the game seriously. And I'm just thrusting the shit out of Andy. All over the place. Just thrusting him against asteroids left and right. It was a mess, let me tell you. I started this segment as that was my favorite game to play. I was going to say, do you regret this choice now? Yeah, kind of. <laughs> I still would take that over... Uh, Gauntlet Legends. I I oh. had a rough time with that. I, yeah. I know it's a, probably a great game back in the day. When, it, wait, it wasn't Legends. It was Dark Legacy? Is that it what was it Dark was? Legacy, yeah. but it's kind of the same, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played four-player. We played Dig. Yeah, it's it was, about it. It's constant. Blue Knight is it. Yellow Wizard is it. Mm -hmm. Just, I don't know how many times we heard that. Probably a thousand. Pretty well, damn well at least. And then the final epic battle was just us holding the button down. <laughs> Spamming the dragon. Yeah. yeah. Literally, we had three people just finger on the button, three minutes, whittled his health down. It was not ideal. Yeah. But, I mean, that's... When you have arcade games with unlimited credits, like, yeah. they're not made to for that. You know, right. like, you're not going to have the best experience when you have unlimited credits. But, I don't know. That's true. Um, Galloping Ghosts comes it's the world's biggest arcade pretty much and they are always known for the most obscure stuff i've never been there i really want to go they're in chicago uh i'd love to go there sometime but they always bring a few of their choice uh arcade machines up here and some of them were pretty awesome to see uh like tattoos assassins never released i don't believe 
what they have on there. Uh, a couple other games like Beavis and Butthead. Yeah, Beavis and Butthead. We played a weird game called uh, Splat, which is also yeah. another sexual innuendo. But <laughs> <laughs> there was less thrusting in that yes. one. <laughs> but yeah, that was basically just like food fight, two player food fight, yeah. and uh, yeah. I'd never seen that before. No. It was a weird-ass game. Yeah, you get hit, you your head like detaches, rolls around, you have to go chase after your head, pick it up again. Yeah. <laughs> Makes sense. If you can recapture your severed head, yeah. life goes on. That's how, how games work. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think like the thing that really stood out to me this year, and <clears throat> we'll talk about it more probably, but the, just the Stern Pinball and like all the small pinball companies that were there. Mm-hmm. I can't think of the names of some of the newer ones, but... There's a there's like a growing pinball presence and like a lot of these startup guys making new tables that are just kind of awesome. Yeah, there was a Pinball Factory, which is and a few others that are more the digital like pinball effect yeah, yeah. style. I don't enjoy those as much, uh, just because it doesn't feel real. But at the same time, it makes you feel like you're doing better at pinball than normal. Like right. I play a real pinball game, and sometimes like I just can't get the ball to go where I want or, you know, like hit it hard enough to go up. So it just goes halfway up and just kind of does like lame. But those digital ones, you never have that problem. Like you hit the bumper, it goes full speed wherever yeah. you hit it. So that's, that's cool. I, it's just not quite for me, but yeah, the Stern brought a ton of them. Jersey Jack brought a bunch of theirs. Yeah, Jersey Jack was one I was thinking of. American is a, I think a smaller one that's starting up kind of, they, they, they brought some too. So, yep. Yeah, new pinball machines are crazy. They are. It's it's awesome to see that continuing to live on. Mm-hmm. And then I think one of the other standout things was our buddies at Guys Games and Beer. Um, they basically took a the guts of a Vectrex and put it into an upright arcade cabinet using a larger monitor that they'd gotten out of another Vector-based machine and built an upright arcade cabinet Vectrex model. Um, and then on top of that, they put a rolling overlay so for those of you who aren't familiar with the Vectrex system, um, it's a vector-based uh, video game console. So basically the screen's built into it, and then it's just one color, white. Um, and basically to add more depth to the games, you, they were sold with little overlays that you stuck to your screen. They added colors, effects for certain games. And what these guys did was they just made like a rolling spool. So basically, basically they had it built with a multi-cart, and then you picked a game and you could just roll to the overlay for that game. Um, it was just kind of incredible to see. I got to play with it uh, for five, ten minutes, and it was really neat. Yeah. Really well done. Yeah. I I mean, I kind of want a Vectrix after seeing a lot of these games. Yeah. Just like, there is something about that. Like, it is still super space age to see those Vectrix. Oh, yeah. Vectrix. Like, super bright, like, white lines. Like, the best yeah. graphic. You can't get better graphics than that. No. They hold I mean, up incredibly well to yep. this day. For something of that era... Like, they're still very enjoyable. Like, I played the crap out of whatever Star Trek game I think it was that I was playing. Yeah. So, really awesome. Awesome to see people taking on projects like that and making really cool stuff. And I agree. I try, I spent all weekend trying to get a Vectrex to take home, but nobody was selling one. So, <laughs> no. maybe next year. Yeah. It's always next year. All right. So, on to the meat of the podcast. Uh, let's talk about the Midwest Gaming Classic 2018, uh, new convention center this year. Um, we all came down. This is our fourth trip, I think, for yep. everyone. Is that right? Yep. Yeah. What do you guys think of the new show? Uh, I think it has some pluses and minuses. Overall, I think it's a better uh, use of the space compared to how it was fit in last. I mean, they kind of 
Here's something that didn't work in a small hotel like they did before, but um, yeah, the amount of space is really nice. You can actually walk around. That's yeah. the big difference. Just the difference in the vendor hall and the arcade room, being able to like actually move around and use um, the table, like get to the tables, use the arcade cabinets and not just armpits and elbows everywhere was a huge improvement. Right. Yeah. We saved the armpits and elbows for the hotel room. <laughs> Yeah, I agree. I, I think having the extra room is really nice. Um, I think the biggest issue for it is it's its first year in this right venue, so it's it seemed really unorganized and just kind of um, laid out. Just kind of felt like it was everywhere, not really organized in the at least in the the arcade and the yeah. like, history museum, yeah. which is one of my favorite spots. Is the history museum? Yeah, just kind of wasn't what it used to be but it, it'll not, be better yeah it's not separated like it was before yeah. it's not I, an experience it's just like yep. a corner of a room now. it's just there and yep. nothing was on either the first night so like for the VIG like everything is just kind of there you don't get to experience it which I've seen it prior years so it wasn't I suppose that big a thing but it's kind of what we pay for yeah. right yeah so I'm kind of <clears> disappointed by that but overall I think it's an amazing amazing change I think It'll be even better every year from now on out. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, I think it gives them room to grow. I mean, like you said, it looked like on VAG night, you know, whether it was the new location or just the logistics of coordinating the bigger space, it did not seem as set up as it normally was, which yeah. was a bummer. But like you said, we've been there so many times. We, we know what's going to be there. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, it was a nice, it was a necessary change. Um, you know, you lose some of the... Uh, atmosphere that made the Sheridan location so cool, but then just having like a ton of space in the vendor hall, um, way more arcade games, at least pinball for sure this year. Yeah. Um, you know, and uh, I liked that they kept the second rooms. I think that was really cool. I mean, I'd, I'd love to see it all on one floor, um, whether or not that'll happen. I don't know. And it's fine the way it was this year. That's how it's been every year before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think, I don't know. It's still a great show. It's still my favorite uh, event of the year. So. I think the, the same floor would be kind of tough just with the layout of the convention center here anyways. You have to wrap around the corner. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Where this way, at least it's all on that same side of the... Yeah, you kind of go up and down. Yeah. Instead of around the corner. Yeah. I don't know. That's true. I, I do agree, though. It, it, uh, it would, I think it would be better if it was on the same floor, but yeah. I think it has to be done this way. Yeah. I think the biggest complaint from vendors and myself because we both experienced it was the ATMs ran out of money. Yes. <laughs> Which we've seen happen at Portland Retro Gaming Expo too. Like yeah. you had to like leave the expo area and go down the street to like a bank or a hotel. Yeah. Um, so it's not something I'm unfamiliar with, but yeah, it's kind of a bummer. It's like they don't, they underestimate how many uh, dollars uh, are spent at these conventions. <laughs> too much dollars is the right answer. Yes. I suppose we never really thought about it at the other place because you have Walmart just down the street and all the other restaurants in that mall. Yeah, you know, there's a bank. Yeah. bank yep. Yep. Just down the street, so it probably didn't hit nearly as bad. I'm sure they had a lot more traffic this yeah. year here. Yeah. But. yeah, overall the vendor, what do you guys think about the vendor hall this year? I mean, it was it was good. I mean, I, I think the one notable thing is that I've never seen this much TurboGrafx-16 stuff in my entire life. Yes. And we're talking cardboard um, cases and manuals and hue cards. I mean, it was... I've never been to an expo, especially Midwest Gaming Classic or any other, but I mean, every booth had 
I mean, 20 to 30 games. I mean, it was unreal. It was just, I don't know where all of a sudden this came from. Um, and Turbo Graphics has not gotten cheaper. So, I mean, we didn't end up no. picking a lot of it up, but it was just unbelievable that all these vendors had this. It's really strange because here, all Turbo, you go to any game store, you ask them, hey, do oh, you have yeah. any Turbo Graphics? No way. Yeah, we we haven't seen Turbo in years. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I mean, you're lucky at most game stores if they even know what it is, the kid behind the counter. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was just, we were swimming in it this year. Unfortunately, I don't make, uh, you know, half a million dollars a year, so I'm not a <laughs> hardcore Turbo Graphics collector, but it was very cool to see. I, I liked that. Yeah. Um, you know, and again, the layout and the extra space was great. A couple new vendors this year. There was like the loot box guys. That was mm. interesting. There was more... It's, it felt like there was a little bit more like the arts and craft stuff and then the usual mix of like podcast here, uh, State Farm. State Farm was yeah. a big uh, welcome addition. Um, let's take care of all my State Farm needs and pick up my retro games. So fantastic. Yeah. A lot of the usual suspects though yeah. overall for vendors. Um, but yeah. I think to add on to that, it was kind of nice that they actually had food vendors yes. Yes. in there just just having that there as an option. Yeah. Yeah. Why waste time going out to eat when you can just walk around the vendor hall with a slice of pizza in your hand? Yeah. That was a welcome improvement for sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I know I complained about the music being in the vendor hall before, but now with the new layout and like the distance between the stage and the vendors, it felt like it was a pretty good fit. Yeah. Um, acoustically, not great, but neither was the tent, so <laughs> no. I mean, I guess it's fine. I mean, if you're standing like up in front of them, actually, it's, it's not as bad as yeah. being mm -hmm. off on the side, but yeah. it, it's definitely not the best it could be. Right. And you have to imagine with the weather outside today, pretty much snowing, wet, sleet, for the all weekend long, uh, that tent that it used to be oh, in yeah. would have been a nightmare mm -hmm. for these vendors. So I, I'm sure they appreciate being under an actual roof. Yeah. They probably would have left yesterday. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, plus we had like 100% more DeLorean this year, which that was great. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, maybe next year we can get 200%. be pretty sweet. Yeah. Didn't, you said the guy drove it here yeah, like yeah. eight hours. Yeah, you said he drove it's it here. Nuts. Which is kind of crazy because having to drive back in this shit. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just go 88. You're fine. Right. <laughs> I think one of the highlights, too, for all of us this year was we got to walk in the footsteps mere inches away from I, I, someone I think we, all, we can all identify as like one of our heroes. And that is, of course, David Crane. Mm -hmm. The amazing David yep. Crane. Yep. I, I could have reached out and almost touched him if I wanted. Yep. Yeah. Wasn't quite close the amazing close. David Crane. Yeah. Yes. Yes. He would have been the most amazing touch you'd ever had in your life. It would have been. I probably would have been arrested because... It would have been worth it. We'll say one of the weirdest things. So, the day of pretty much that we got here, the news came out that Billy Mitchell was kicked yes. off of Twin Galaxies. Okay. Multiple times all weekend long, I saw Billy Mitchell standing side by side with Walter Day of yeah. Twin Galaxies, <laughs> doing different things, running their own booth, being on a podcast together. I That's got to be a, a really awkward relationship right now, I would think. Right? Maybe they're really just causing like YouTube drama so that <laughs> they can get yeah. more recognition to get out to more cons. They're pitching for like a, a reality TV show pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, plus high score or not, Billy still has to sling that hot sauce. So. <laughs> yeah. It was full force. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so what was your favorite new edition? Anything like really stand out this year? 
Uh, I mean, it's a lot of the same stuff. Yeah. Overall. And this is not a whole lot of new stuff. See, to me, I, f- I feel like there was a lot of new stuff in the way of like, um, kind of what I was getting at was like the arcade area. Um, there were a lot of startup arcade guys there. And then Stern brought a That's shit true. ton of like brand new pinball tables this year. Yeah. Um, the new Iron Maiden table was set up, like plenty of them. There must have been a dozen. Um, you know, you had the Ghostbusters table back. I mean, it was just incredible. And there was the new... Um, startup companies with the pinball uh we had what was the one you like so much the uh, ball yeah, yeah. Death, death ball death ball death ball yeah which was like rocket league meets idarb that was pretty sweet yeah, yeah. yeah. they're usually they had like one or two indie games yeah. there like in like the hallway kind of but this year they had a whole room of it so like that's cool too you know a yeah. lot more indie yeah. stuff yeah the indie presence was a lot stronger this year which yeah. i think is really neat to see and the homebrew NES and like Nintendo Age was way, they're way more room. I mean, they had what, 10 times the room they normally had? It was. Oh, yeah. They usually had a hotel room in the old ones, like no bigger than this, you know? It just, yeah. Yeah, it was very cool. And Guys Games and Beer, we always like their room because it's kind of an extension of um, really the History Museum, as far as I'm concerned. Mm -hmm. And they had way more space, so it was awesome going in there and actually getting to like play some of the games and not have to step over people. Uh-huh. Um, and they were nice enough to invite us down to their after hours. Um, after party, we got to play Werewolf for the first time, all of us. Um, I'm real bad at that, but it was fun. <laughs> it was a real it fun was a good game. Time. Yeah. Good I'd time. never played it before. I kind of heard when they were playing it before, but never actually seen it. Yeah. So kind of interesting game. A lot of fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, I good think time. overall, like, the consensus is kind of just that it's the same show we all love, and now there's just like more room to enjoy it all, and more room for this thing to grow and become even bigger than what it already is. Yeah, for sure. So I think it was awesome. I mean, I'd love to come one year where there isn't a blizzard, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, all things considered, it was a good time. And for the most part, the drive down was pretty decent. Yeah, it, it rained a little bit, but normally that's when we get the blizzard. So yeah, yeah that's that's true. Drive down, not during the event. So yeah, next time. Hopefully we don't have anything. <laughs> yeah. And we got our names in the bag, so I mean, that, that was kind true. Of, we're kind of a big deal. Not really. Hmm. <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> <laughs> so outside of MGC, what else is happening? You guys been playing anything new or any movies or what's going on in the world? I know uh, I should probably start off with the long overdue piece that Justin and I need to talk about. <laughs> Um, Justin and I have kind of not really spoken after we played A Way Out together. <laughs> and uh, without giving away spoilers, let's just leave it at he betrayed me horribly after hours of helping him out. It had to happen. It didn't. It somebody did. has to die, right? Somebody, I assume somebody has to. I don't know the other ending. <laughs> I've never had a video game. So for those of you who aren't familiar, A Way Out is uh, the guy who made Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, one of my favorite games of the recent years um, made this game. It's the second game. So basically you play two characters who work together to break out of prison and then try to exact revenge on the man who put them there. Uh, and it's, it's not a long game. It's very cinematic. And the weird thing is it's like co-op. So you're, you have to play with two people. Um, and then both characters are always on screen. So even though you're playing at home, um, you've still got two displays up. Your TV is always split. And it's kind of, it works really well in spots. I would say it was rough in a lot of spots. Uh, yeah, there was uh, quite a few spots, actually, that it was pretty rough to play in. Um, just 
the transitioning. I don't know if we're gonna wreck it for everybody, but go for it. Um, Spoilers. <laughs> there's a couple driving scenes mm. that are awful. Um, <laughs> that game. Sorry for wrecking Andy. <laughs> wow. The the um, driving is terrible in that game. It, that alone. Yeah, had they just <laughs> removed that or made it like more auto drive and, and like I pop out and or shoot? Something? No, no, really. And I mean the shooting. It's it's a story game. It's yeah. not a first person shooter. And mm-hmm. there's a spot where you do go into like a shooting scene. Yeah. And it doesn't respond the best. No. I mean it is better than I suppose what it could have been, but from what we're used to from first person shooters <laughs> on this gen or even third person shooters, like just shooting in general. It doesn't feel like it plays. Yeah. <laughs> like that part, it's like I could have done without that as well, but it plays into the story well. So mm-hmm. it's I see why it's there. It's a great experience overall, but yeah, like as you mentioned, like it's meant to be a cinematic kind of interactive movie experience and then like when you have these poorly implemented and designed like gameplay elements that force you to fail and repeat not because it's really your fault it's just because it's a horrendous train wreck to control kind of pulls you out of it a little bit um i mean it wasn't you know control or shattering frustrating but no it was close um that's that's disappointing to hear especially after i love brothers quite a bit that had some buggy problems as well but Mm -hmm. not like just like you know it didn't fit the game, I guess. Like, right. well, like you're saying with Way Out. I do highly recommend playing it. Anybody that enjoyed Brothers or even remotely wants to try this, definitely play it. Yeah. It's a good story. Okay. It's, it's worth the play. Just be prepared to hate the person that you played it with <laughs> uh, for a while. So choose who you play with wisely. There's got to be a speed run out there already of two, uh, one guy playing both things, right? <laughs> Probably. Yeah. <laughs> if not, we should do that. <laughs> Probably with dance pads or something now, but <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, I assume the other ending is just the other person dying. I would guess. I don't know for sure. Spoilers. But... <laughs> we already announced it. So. <laughs> you been doing anything new, Andy? Uh been trying to find time for games. I, I mean, this <laughs> kind of along with way out way back. It's almost a month and like month ago that Sea of Thieves came out. Oh. And I know I was really hyped about that. And I continued to be hyped about that game and kept giving it chances over and over and over. And I just could not find any enjoyment in that game. You did buy it then? I got it on Game Game Pass. Pass. Yeah. So I tried it on there and that game is empty. It doesn't tell you what to do at all. And the missions take you like an hour and how many different fail points that you could just lose and just fail miserably. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, and then if you gain, if you finish it after an hour, you get, oh, here's a hundred coins. And okay, what do I spend this coins for? It, from what I could tell, it's just cosmetic things. So I could get a nicer looking bucket yeah. for 1300 coins. So like I have to spend what, 10 plus hours to get one bucket, like not my type of game at all. And I probably gave that game more chances to redeem itself because I it felt like there was something else there that just sure. isn't. Mm-hmm. And yeah, highly I'm, disappointed in that I game. I wonder how different with a group that'd be. Like, it, it, it would it might, be better, yeah. It'd be a little better. I, we were going to play it. Like I had pretty high hopes for it too. And then uh, I don't really buy any games. We I game share. So one of us takes turns buying. 
Um, but anyway, so the one guy, he was going to do Game Pass. And so I went to do that, and only one person can use Game, Game Pass, Pass for Sea of Thieves. Oh, okay. So I looked at it, and I, I probably will try it at some point, but then I heard so many negative things about it. I'm probably going to wait until um, some of the you know later content comes out. And maybe I feel like it was kind of coincidental with the delays on that and then the announcement of Game Pass. Like I feel like they knew that it wasn't coming together, but they're like, let's tease it like this is going to be epic so that we can get people to get in there in Game Pass. Because you know when people like yeah. turn on their Xboxes again and sign up for Game Pass just for this game? I mean, for that one, yeah. A lot. Yeah. I mean, I was going to until uh, Andy filled me in like on how horrendous it was like the first week it came out. <laughs> yeah. And this is coming from a guy who loved No Man's Sky. (laughs) So So you'll forgive (laughs) janky gameplay. Yeah, no kidding. (laughs) I do feel like for, uh, what, next week, um, uh, State of Decay 2 coming out. That should be be a blast. (laughs) Is that on Game Pass? Yeah. Yeah. So that might be worth at least checking it out or it's the next one that's going to be massively disappointing <laughs> yeah it could be disappointing i don't know it's true it's been a lot of hype about it for well not as much as i expected i guess but in my mind there's been a lot of hype yeah i think if it was coming out on a different console it'd be more hype yeah, yeah. and the fact that the xbox is not doing so hot it doesn't help yeah no i've been playing trying to find time for other games i mean you know cooney's out Far Cry 5, mm-hmm. just these huge games. A God of War sounds amazing. Yeah, that sounds really good. I mean, I haven't seen anything about it other than just pretty much massive appraise for that game. So I kind of want to play that now, too. Even though I've never been a huge fan of God of War in the past, this one looks a lot more like story-driven, kind of like yeah. kind of how first-party Sony games have tended to go lately. Mm-hmm. So I'm kind of... Yeah, Interesting I agree. That. Like, I mean, I've played bits and pieces of almost, every, minus the PSP, almost all of the God of War games, but this one just looks like such a nice experience that mm-hmm. I, I just, I kind of need to check it out. To me, it's not like, I'm not going to buy that at 60, but when it gets down to like 40 or 30 on a sale, I'll grab that. You know, everybody that I've heard talk about it just says it's amazing. And that doesn't officially drop yet, right? That's like 420? Yes, yeah. Right. Yeah. Same days. State of Decay. Okay. Yep, that's pretty... Yep. Nice. Along with Nintendo Labo. Wow. You guys are picking that up, right? Yeah, I was going to hit the cardboard dumpster and then uh, throw my remotes into it. I laugh, okay. but I'll probably end up getting it at some point. Yeah, I'm going to buy it. I'll probably... I'm not going to go out day one, but I will pick it up with my kids and build it one weekend yeah. as an experiment. Yeah. They'll have fun with it. Yeah. And that's how I'm going to learn piano. I'm going to be... That's finally going to do it for you? Yeah. I'm going to yeah. finally become a musician. The inspiration hit me with this little cardboard piano. Nice. Yeah, we picked up the new Kirby game. Was it Star Allies? Is that? Oh yeah, yeah. So my kids and I have been playing a lot of that. I've let them play some on their own too. In fact, my son was playing today when I FaceTimed my wife. He <laughs> didn't want to take any time to talk to dad at MGC, <laughs> but that's okay. He takes after me. So he, they've been loving that. That is very much a. If you're familiar with like the Kirby formula, I know those games have been super challenging, of course. Mm. Um, I would say this one is almost like Dreamland easy, if you played the original on the Game Boy. I mean, it is just mostly a cakewalk, but it's a pretty cakewalk. And then like my kids, you know, it's like the perfect difficulty. Um, there's new characters to take. Everything's like group action, right? There's like four characters on screen yeah. all the time. Um, I don't know that it was 
a game for me, but it's been a good game for us to all play together. Well, and a lot of a lot of times with Nintendo games now, the challenge is more in the secrets and the secret areas. Yeah, the extras. Yeah, uh, in the and Kirby, which I also have now, it's what I've noticed is like you need to have the right combination of powers yes. between two people to get to certain parts of secret areas. So there's definitely that part, you know, kind of almost like an exploration. Yeah. Go back, get those powers, come back, open up that area, get a puzzle piece, pretty much what it is. But yeah, it seems like it's pretty fun. And I mean, it's the first games with Rick the hamster since. Any, every game needs more hamster. Let's be yes. honest these yeah. days. Let's make 2018 the year of the hamster, please. All you devs out there. <laughs> let's just add hamsters into all these games. It's better than Luigi. <laughs> You know what's funny too is like I will say after playing that game a little bit is like everyone was just shitting on them, them meaning Nintendo, for oh it's only thirty frames per second, and like I've been playing that game and I'm like would sixty really make this that no, much better? I mean no. it's it's Kirby's not fast action enough. I mean everything looks smooth as is. So yeah, I don't know. people people get too though. upset. I know it's people get so upset about like 1080p or 4K and sixty frames. It's dumb. It's a fun game. Just enjoy it for what it is. It doesn't have to be the best, like, highest running thing out right. there. And it doesn't have to be just for you either. That's the other thing, you know? Like, yes. Kirby has, I think, always been that. Fits every one mold. Yeah. So. It's very true. Yeah. I don't know. I Other than that, I haven't had anything going on too much. Just getting ready for MGC. That was the big thing. That was the big thing. And. <laughs> As a podcast, we've been pretty busy, you know, doing some streaming lately, and then we've been, Andy and I have been taking taking up tables at uh, Fargo Area Expos, which is, it's kind of interesting, it's it's the first year this has really been taking off in our area, um, so it's been kind of yeah. fun to get out there and, you know, as a group, meet these other collectors and stuff, um, so, oh, that's been fun. Yeah, finding, you know, people that have like-minded interests, like, uh, a lot of us probably feel at one point that if you're a retro game collector, you're kind of out there alone. You don't think anybody else is doing it, but chances are there's probably somebody in the same neighborhood yeah. as you. Turns out a whole lot, as we found out. Yes. So. <laughs> it's been it's been an eye-opening experience. And it's been really cool meeting a lot of awesome people. So yeah. we're going to try and keep that up and be more active in those communities. So Yeah. And nobody has seen Ready Player One yet, right? No. No. I, I, see that. I want to. Yeah, I want to. I probably won't see it until it's out of the theater because I don't yeah. really want to pay for the theater. <laughs> you don't want to pay eighteen dollars for popcorn and have some. No, I can't eat popcorn. Whiny anymore, kid so. on his phone. <laughs> you can't eat popcorn? No. What? Let's explore that. We got to dig deeper. <laughs> Why can't you eat popcorn? <laughs> it's just not good. <laughs> oh, you don't like it? No, I, I get sick from it. Okay. Oh. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. No, you're allergic to popcorn. That's fact. Wow. We're learning more about Justin over here. I won't move for quite a while because I'll have stabbing pains huh. from popcorn. Wow. So if we ever need to like take you out, we'll just slip some popcorn in the water. <laughs> <Yeah>. You're eating. <laughs> yeah. You can try it, I suppose. Can we talk about that? Like what we've been eating oh my the, God, the yes. past <laughs> two days here? Uh, you know, coming to a new city, downtown Milwaukee, you'd think oh, all these different options and crazy places to explore. Yeah. Uh, we ate at the same place three times in a row. <laughs> yeah. And we've done this in the past. Typically, at MGC, we only eat at Red Robin every day we're down here because we don't have Red Robin in our area, but we found a new love, and that is... 
Doc's Smokehouse. Mm. And yeah. <laughs> we love Doc's Smoked Meats. Yes. He, the amount of pork that we've eaten collectively in the past oh, at 72 hours. Yeah. It's, a lot of pork. it's disgusting. But it's so good though. In <laughs> fact, so we good. just got back from eating a whole shitload of pork. It took, right a, here. took a 15 minute power like rest to muster this podcast up, but it was so worth it. <laughs> I don't know what I'm going to do with all pork in my life now. Yes. Going back home. I think if we hurry, we could probably make it back. Yeah. yeah. Close. Well, we, we found out they sell it by the pound. So let's get a few pounds of pulled pork. Let's go freeze it when yeah. we get home. Just I probably won't make it home. <laughs> yeah. Justin's in the back of the big old soup ladle, shoveling this shit in. Um, yeah, by far the best barbecue I've ever had in my life. We, yeah. we, so we got the meat coma last night, which was like all their meats on a huge platter. Like, So we had sausage, we got ribs, pulled pork, brisket. Yep. We had turkey today. All of yep. it is like the best version of that thing that I've ever had. It's so good. Yep. I'm not going to be able to go back to regular barbecue now. <laughs> Docs has ruined me. Pretty much. But next year, right? Oh, next year. I'm going to be dreaming of Docs. Just gonna Another have... thing to look forward to. What right. if we get back and they're out of business? No, oh, it's not going to happen. I'll cry. I will float them. I will curl up in the fetal position in the hotel and miss Saturday at MGC. Go fund me. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, so Docs, if you're looking for sponsorship, you know, we might do that. Throw throw some pulled pork our way. We'll, we'll keep plugging in on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> okay, this week, instead of fail bag, we are uh, too preoccupied with the awesome stuff that we ended up buying at MGC. So we thought we'd show it off a little bit, at least the really cool, interesting stuff. Yeah. Um. I guess I'll start. Sure. We'll just kind of run through these. Sure. Um, friend of the podcast, Musty Hobbit, Second Breakfast on YouTube, uh, ended up messaging me on Twitter about setting up a possible trade. I said, hey, you're going to be an MGC. Let's make it happen there. Get a better deal. So he ended up trading me uh, Qbert for NES, Super Mario Galaxy for Wii, and Grand Theft Auto V for a bunch of N64 games, a couple other stuff that he was looking for. So uh, nice. cool to meet up with somebody that you talk, you know, on the internet, watch their videos. And that's kind of one of the best parts of MGC, right? Is seeing yeah. people that you talk to online, but here we are all here, you know? Yeah, we haven't really touched on that in this episode yet, but that is like, I think to me, the number one reason to come to MGC is just like hang out with your friends and meet people that you yeah. don't get to see outside of this. So it's awesome. Yep. So I guess I can take a turn, um, and I would like to point out that while we're not doing the fail bag, we certainly did fail our wallets on this trip. So, yeah. wah, wah, wah. Um, I picked up, I came in here wanting one game um, more than any other, and I've asked people about it like every year I've come, and I just haven't been able to find it at the right price, but this year I just said I was going to buy it no matter what, and I bought um, Turtles in Time. I've been after this one for quite a while. This is a great game. You know, I picked it up off of Bad Graphics Gamers. Uh, we actually ran into them the night before the show, or at least the vendor hall opened, and they said they had a copy. So I went by and picked it up. Where were we going? Oh, yeah, where were we going? Doc Smokehouse, downtown Milwaukee, for all your smoked meat needs. Thanks for sponsoring us. Mmm. 
All right, Andy, your turn. <laughs> uh, let's go with this. We should point out that while Justin is an avid gamer, he's not a collector, so Justin is sadly going to be left out of this one. Yeah. The only thing you'll see him picking up is his Bud Light can from time to time. <laughs> so that that's Justin's pickups. <laughs> Which, sometimes you look at the amount of money that you spend and like, that would have been... Yeah. That's a lot of beer that could have been spent. Much yeah. better, maybe, sometimes. If you're going to spend money on beer, better do it in Wisconsin, because it is dirt cheap. Yes, it's true. <laughs> uh, for some reason, I ended up with a bunch of boxed games from Koei, which are known for like strategy uh, nerdy games from the early Nintendo days. Um, and I don't know, it's just kind of happened. It was from like three different vendors. All ended up with these games so I got a box of romance three kingdoms 2 this is really uncommon uh, NES game if you find that cartridge out there as is uh, uncharted waters gemfire for Super Nintendo is also pretty rare and aerobiz supersonic which I think you manage your own airplane or airport in this game so those are all like your usual like strategy type games yes yep yep see i think what happened is we hung out at that vendor table at game fest and that guy would not stop talking about koei technically he games. loved them yeah and, and now it permeated into your subconscious i guess you're buying them all i guess these were the only ones that are all day almost that were just too good to pass up though too so sure yeah because nobody's really it's rare that somebody's actually looking for that unless they're like looking to complete a set. Yeah, more than likely. It's a niche type of yeah. game. The, the, if you were in those games back then, you're into them now. You don't grow into these games. Yeah. <laughs> you're not going to check these out and say, oh, these are fun games. You had to be playing them back then, I think. Yeah, those are awesome. All box complete, too. Yeah. Very cool. Very cool. Um, <clears throat> so I, when I come to MGC, I'm always looking for the stuff that I can't get in my local area, and that tends to be... The weird systems and the import stuff. Unfortunately, I didn't get to add to my Jaguar collection this year. There was nothing that I needed, um, but I was able to get some good deals on some import stuff. And my buddy Scotch took me up with an action replay for my Saturn so I can play import games. I bought a lot of Sega, uh, Sega Saturn import stuff because it was cheap and nobody else was really looking at it this weekend. Um, but one game I picked up that was factory sealed is The Horde. I know this is a Crystal Dynamics game. It's kind of like a RTS action-esque game, uh, but it's also very notable because it's got CG sequences and Kirk Cameron is one of the actors. <laughs> um, so I just had to pick this up. Um, I'm assuming they've dubbed them over, at least in text, um, but I'm guessing all the voice acting is still intact. And I've heard it's a pretty fun game, so I had to pick this one up. And uh, it's just really cool, factory sealed, and the the artwork is just kind of atrocious on here. Oh, so yeah. if, if they dub the actual Kirk Cameron and do a Japanese voice, it's probably even that, better. That is going to be amazing. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. I'm looking forward to trying this one out and all the other Saturn games, but this one is cool. Yeah, awesome. Uh, another thing, box games this year were actually kind of reasonable at a few vendors. Oh, for sure. They're they were you know hey. Whatever the, co the card costs, you can get a complete in-box copy, maybe $10, $15 more, which is insane on Super Nintendo NES games. Um, but I did end up finding quite a few of them, and probably the highlight out of those is a complete in-box copy of Ghost Lion. Uh, 
I love the artwork on the front of that. It's very much like an 80s yeah. calendar that I would see in like an auto repair shop or something like that. That is 80s as hell. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that sums up the 80s yeah. right there. And you look at the back and it's like, well, it's not as impressive. It looks like an <laughs> RPG. But uh, nonetheless, I mean, it was $10 above what just the cartridge goes for. And so. you never see it loose. I mean, it's not no, a game it's, you it's find. a pretty uncommon cartridge anyway. Yeah. So to find it complete like that. You got to pick that up for that price. For sure. Yeah. <clears throat> so my next pair of uh, interesting finds, again, sticking with the imports, uh, I really like the Wonderswan. If you're not familiar with that, it's a handheld made by Gunpei Yukoi with Bandai. Uh, he is the father of the Game Boy. After he left Nintendo, he went on to make that handheld. Um, now, it never left Japan, but... There are some games you can play in English. I doubt that I doubt that either one of these are those games. <laughs> but I picked up two box games. They were dirt cheap. Only ones I saw for the Wonder Swan all weekend. And they were uh, I got them both for ten bucks. And I think one is Hunter Cross Hunter, and then I think the other one is a Gundam game. Not totally sure. I doubt that. Like I said, I'll be able to play either of them. But the boxes are really cool to get, so they'll make nice display pieces. Uh, in my collection so it's a yeah. very neat little handheld and affordable if you're looking into getting one you know hit ebay not expensive yeah very worth cheap. a look cool uh i've been on a kick with uh, american laser games uh they were probably most well known for let's see here mccree i would say mad dog mccree for their arcade game they were uh fmv and very, very poorly acted sequences of all of these games. That so, doesn't sound right at all. No, it, it's <laughs> it's some of the worst acting you'll ever see to the point where you think that they're probably over the top and faking it. It's just like a cheesy movie all the way through. Yeah. And Mad Dog is probably one of the most straight-laced ones. Um, yep. I have The Last Bunny Hunter, which is very much like Mad Dog, but even kind of crazier. Space Pirates, which is you have this game. Yes, it's, that one is bonkers. It's it's very bad. <laughs> Looks like it has a budget of like five dollars, and they just like crafted. Oh yeah, like, all the sets are space awful. outfits out of yeah. It's like it, clearly I'm in the like pipe section of some industrial building <laughs> that we're saying is like the innards of this spaceship. It's bad. <laughs> yeah, and and finally Crime Patrol, yes. which is uh, <laughs> probably my favorite series on, oh, on so the American Laser Games. Uh, yeah, they they are just over the top with their action sequences <laughs> and they just oh. And I just love how like in Crime Patrol like you're a rookie cop, so like if you screw up, you're I guess managing officer, superior officer like just corrects you but oh, like yeah. just horribly. It's like where to go? You fucked up, you stupid asshole. I mean it's <laughs> it's not like with minus the swearing, but it is that like ridiculous. It like is. they basically oh, tell yeah. you you're a piece of crap to your face. Yeah, pretty much. And it's just great. Yeah. <laughs> So I'm I'm very excited about this. I think I might have to go home and maybe stream a few of oh, these. Oh, for sure. You got to do it. That's just that's what these games are made for nowadays, right? Oh, yeah. It's to that. sit back and get a laugh. They're great. <laughs> yep, yep. We'll have to do a 3DO laser active night. Yeah. It could be fun. Yep. Yeah. Uh, so I got a couple more pickups. We picked up, Andy and I picked up a lot of stuff. This is just the stuff that we thought was worth talking about and was fun. Um, but I don't know, people listening to the podcast probably don't know, but I'm a pretty big music fan and vinyl collector. Um, so when I was going through, I noticed uh, right at the end of the show, there was a Ship to Shore uh, table. And Ship to Shore, if you're not familiar, they do um, 
records, vinyl, but they've been doing video game music. And I picked up the uh, seven inch vinyl of NES, um, what's the game, Adventure of Bayou Billy. So this is the soundtrack to the Adventures of Bayou Billy, which is not a good game, yeah. um, but it is a Konami game, which means the music is all right. Yeah. Uh, so I just thought this was cool. It's not a game that I particularly love, but the soundtrack is all right, and I'll give it a listen. Kind of neat to get. Plus 45. That's cool. Yeah. Right? Yeah, I definitely like it. I was hoping they'd have the um, Rocket Knight. That's another one they put out, but they did not have that one there. So okay. this is very neat. I'm going to give that a listen. Okay. <laughs> The last thing I guess I'll touch on quick is uh, I'm a big NES collector. That's my main system to collect for. And I've always liked the Aladdin Deck Enhancer. And I've got some of the games. Uh, in fact, I've got most of them. But I never had a boxed Aladdin Deck Enhancer. And I ended up picking up the entire set. So the Aladdin Deck Enhancer itself, if you're not familiar, it's basically like this little device that you would plug mini cartridges into. Uh, the device would get around the lockout chip or the, I guess whatever security chip you needed to like run a game on the NES and then they would give you these mini cartridges that slid into it effectively letting them sell a cheaper game and I picked up the entire collection all factory sealed all of the games so you got Micro Machine, Dizzy, Quattro Sports, Quattro Adventure, Linus Spacehead and Big Nose Freaks Out so this is really cool I'm not going to open any of these like I said I have most of these loose or partially complete just nothing in that condition um, not expensive, you know, you can get these on eBay. I would guess if you wanted the whole lot and took your time, you could probably get it for like, I don't know, 80 plus shipping. Um, yeah. I paid a hundred for everything, but it was in mint condition and you know what? I just wanted it and it was right there. So I yeah. had to go do it. It was, it came out really late too, right? Yeah. That was one of the problems. It was really late in the life cycle of the NES. Yeah. And of course, Nintendo had a problem with this. Uh, why wouldn't they? Unlicensed cartridges were not <laughs> really, uh, well received by Nintendo, so it is what it is. It's it's kind of an interesting side note in the NES library, I guess. Um, and it's worth noting that I think all of these games did make it onto cartridges, right? These were all already available on the NES. Yeah. And then also in Aladdin Deck Enhancer versions. So, you know, it's kind of funny that they would re-release them like this so late in the NES lifecycle. Right. Um, and that's probably a big reason as to why it failed and why they're still so much new old stock of this i mean you can readily get this factory sealed yeah and like you said the regular cartridges those are the third party like gold ones right yeah yeah yep so those are not yeah those are not um you know licensed cartridges either so right either way those games were not approved by nintendo <laughs> but some of them are fun nonetheless this one's a, a lot more fun to put together to make it happen that way i think it's yeah. the smaller cartridges for sure. Yeah. Uh, and finally, my last uh, score that I got what did not happen at MJC itself. It, we did a little bit of game hunting in uh, Madison mm -hmm. just before we got to the show. Um, and we strolled through this game store and we caught him slipping on a pretty high dollar game. And... Uh, this guy right here walked right by it. I did. I did not even look. I was like, nope. But he ignored most of the Super Nintendo, to be fair. I did, so. but he kicked me this time. Yeah. Uh, so we got Three Ninjas Kickback, which is an incredibly rare uh, Super Nintendo game. It's based off a pretty mediocre movie, I would say. Hey, now. I 
I'm not as big a fan of it. But <laughs> <laughs> we got it for $16, and we saw one at the show today. $120 for this, just this cartridge alone. Uh, so that in itself is crazy yeah. to find a store slip up that bad. A lot of times you'll find them, oh, they were $20 off or something like that. But to market $16, like, I don't know even know what they were thinking. I mean, right. it has the name right on there, so they know it's not a mix-up in what game it is. <laughs> um, but laying right underneath it, to go along with it, was the instruction manual, which a few years ago, there kind of was just a huge influx in kind of the story of this being possibly the rarest Super Nintendo game out there, or Super Nintendo manual out there. It's really hard to town, really hard to track down. Sure. Um, it's that's since died down a little bit. I think more people are like, oh, well, I have that, and they put it up for sale or something like that. But even so, I mean, you're this thing could probably go for a hundred dollars itself so which is crazy because i'm looking at that now that you're holding it up and it looks like it's all of like five pages oh yeah it's like one of the thinnest manuals yeah, i've ever seen yeah it's, it's yeah, got it's some literally great, nine pages it got, some, got some great screenshots of the actors oh from the movie in itself maybe that's why wow. it's so expensive um but yeah to mess up as bad as just the cartridge in itself and then not recognize that that's the, the manual itself uh it's pretty incredible that I mean that's probably two hundred dollars worth of game and manual. Yeah. For sixteen dollars, and those are the kind of finds that you get that like. That's why you keep looking. Right. Those are the things that turn up, and it's just amazing. You don't find that in a, in a game store though. That's the, yeah, that's true. You, Goodwill, thrift stores, used to. I don't know anymore. I haven't had right. that type of <laughs> luck in a long time. But in a game store, usually they're pretty. You know well-known on the rare game so this was yeah. quite the surprise but yeah we talked like maybe they got confused and thought it was like the genesis price but even then it's still a little low on yeah the... i mean genesis is probably 25 30 dollars yeah. too so it's crazy yeah i it's that was the, the find of the trip i think yeah for sure yeah. absolutely it's incredible Lots of good games along the way, but that is definitely the best deal. <laughs> yeah. And like, I, I'm sure you were just shaking when you went up to the counter with that. <laughs> You're like picking out other games to like bury it in with. Well, and that's the thing. You come to these things, and you know there's a lot of collectors like us on the road doing the same things as us coming mm -hmm. in game shopping. So you got to grab that when you see it right away, because the, the collector that might just be coming to MGC might be the next one in the door and see it too. You know, so for sure. Yeah. It, I, it happens all the time, I'm sure. Yeah. You know? um, what do you guys think? Do we we did a little bit of more game hunting? Did you have fun doing that? Or yeah, I mean, it was nice. Usually, when we come down, we just go right to the show. But it was nice. We stopped a few other places and looked at um, some thrift stores and some local game stores. I didn't really come up with a whole lot, but it's always nice to see other places like that. So. Yeah. yeah, I think yeah. And getting the early start at least, you know, getting down the road some. Yeah. Nice. Yes. Um, I I don't really collect, but it's it's interesting to definitely look around and see all the different games that you know i might have from my childhood <laughs> still saved just because i don't collect i still have everything i've ever bought pretty much so yeah yeah i will say we were really disappointed in one store that we went to talked to the owner he's very friendly talked to us quite a long time mm, yep uh you ended up buying a controller there or a arcade stick 
reluctantly, <laughs> but I did because he was nice. Yeah, he was a very nice guy. But, you know, we ask him, hey, we're going to MDC. We're looking for retro games. He asked us multiple times what type of games we like. Old Nintendo, old Sega, old stuff. He says, oh, yeah, I got all that stuff in the back. I just don't have it out on the floor because nobody likes to buy that yeah, stuff. Nobody, nobody wants likes that. that stuff. He's got a store full of PS2, Xbox, PS4, <laughs> and Xbox One. Are you kidding me? DVDs lined in the shelves. Sun faded. Yep. No old Nintendo cartridges be found anywhere in the whole store. So that was, he was talking about the Earthbound and every, all this other. I mean, that's the go-to. Everybody says Earthbound. But he says, oh, yeah, that's back there. I got the box and everything. Like, yeah. what are you doing? Sell that stuff now. Right. It's basically just a cock tease. Like, he's got, yeah. he was telling us he had storage lockers full of games. <laughs> um, but then, like, as, as excited as we got about that, we uh, realized right away that, we weren't going to get any of that stuff because as soon as he went to pricing, he went right to eBay. Yeah. So. <laughs> you have to go answer that door. So this won't make the full podcast. I don't know if it caught it in the background <laughs> audio. But basically, security just came because we had the do not disturb sign on for two days on our door. So they were just checking to make sure that we hadn't raped and murdered someone yeah. in here, I guess. I mean, we raped, of course, <laughs> each Mostly other. the junk food. Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, that, what a way. <laughs> we're, we were literally five minutes from wrapping up this episode. We should have just let him come in. Yeah. He was already in, but then I got oh, yeah. Yeah. Here's a guest. Policy. We have a new guest here. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Uh, Anyway, what an end, all right? Yeah. <laughs> I, what kind of a hotel policy is that? <laughs> Never. See how long I'm staying. If I'm staying X amount of nights, I can have the do not disturb on for X amount of days. Can you, I not? You would think so, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Hilton, get your shit together. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> Take us out. <laughs> I don't even know. Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so you can find us on, uh, we got a website. It's going to be weekendpodcast.com mm-hmm. um, on there it's links to all of our social media YouTube Twitter oh and the newly added about section that Andy put in yep. you can learn more about uh, all the gamers we get a little bio on each of us and other social media stuff which is cool yeah check that out um, and again we have sponsor from Ultima, Ultima Gaming, Gaming. Um, so definitely you know check out our Twitter um, Enter in contests that we have going on. Our yeah. unofficial sponsor, Doc's Steakhouse. Or, yeah. No, Doc's. We're, we're looking to make Smoke this house. official. So, Doc's, hit us up. <laughs> hit us up at our email, which is what? It is weekendrentalpodcast at gmail.com. Mm hmm. And let us know what all your smoked meat needs. Yeah, we take yeah. pulled pork in form of payment. <laughs> yep. And anybody else, if you want to send comments, questions, pictures. Please do. Yeah, you know, send them. And as always, be kind, rewind. See ya. Bananas. Bananas. <laughs> Andy. Bananas. Goddamn. <laughs>